Hello, McWarrior fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Today is the dawn of an exciting new league, a trial by fire, a proverbial bloodbath of lasers and autocannons, the likes of which you have never seen. Born from the twisted mind of the dragon's own Hohiro Kurita, this new league will pit the finest MechWarrior units throughout the Inner Sphere against each other via intense skirmish-based combat. If you thought 1 vs. 1s and 2 vs. 2s was hardcore, well, just wait, because the Martial Olympiad is reborn. Mech fans, it's Cousin Indigo here, and it is the 19th of March here in New Zealand, uh, in the third week of the Martial Olympiad Reborn, the first tournament being brought to you by the new player-run competitive league, MWO Comp. Recording a little early this week, given that I've got a bit of a busy and hectic work schedule ahead of me, so just a caveat that uh, what you hear in this recording may change a little bit by the time that it is released, but uh, hopefully that there's uh, nothing that changes too much. Uh, between now and then. Some fantastic action in round two of the tournament, so let's get straight into the results. And uh, now we had 2-2-8 Blackwatch uh, playing against Potato Killers in the crossover match between NA Div B and NA Div A. Uh, and this was a 5-0 win to Blackwatch. They really did come back and show the difference uh, between uh, Div A and Div B. Potato Killers aren't excellent team and for seeding wise they're not that far behind Blackwatch but uh, this was a very very good demonstration of the difference between the divisions. So well done to Blackwatch with the win there they moved to one and one in that highly competitive division. Uh, Potato Killers as well moved to one and one after two rounds. Uh, Bears Brawlers had their first game against uh, Diamond Shark Command Cluster Diamond Shark did take that one uh, 4-1, to one. so a good win there in Div C. Uh, that takes Diamond Shark to 1-1, one and, one, and Bears Brawlers unfortunately didn't get off to too good of a start there. 2-8 uh, Death from above had an excellent win uh, against the Answer in a, in a Div B game. Pretty tactical, and Death from above again showing uh, just how competent they are at uh, designing and implementing strats. So I know they were pretty disappointed uh, with how they went in round one, and they certainly redeemed themselves with a, a pretty strong performance there. Uh, again, they are looking like a power in Div B, uh, and they did uh, demonstrate it there with a win over the answer. Uh, Death from above moved to one and one after two rounds, and the answer to zero and two. Now in EU Div B, we had a match between Clan Widowmaker and Friends and Majestic 12. This was a fairly comfortable win to Majestic 12, who once again uh, got a 5-0 victory. Again, as I've said, they are an absolute powerhouse in that division. And I guess the question now after two rounds is, should they be in Div B or should they be in Div A? Uh, that EU Div A is competitive, but uh, Majestic 12 really, really showing how strong they are and, and if they continue this form uh, then yeah I think they may find themselves in a division up next time round. Uh, they move to 2-0 and Clan Widowmaker and Friends uh, to 0-2 after two rounds. Uh, also in EU Div B we had the 31st Hussar against Furia. Now this was a very good win uh, and a very close game. Furia did win that 3-2 uh, and 
31st to Saar are actually seeded higher than Furia, so this is a really, really good win. Uh, Furia do move to 1-1, one and, one, and Hussar to 0-2 and two in that division, but uh, this might be a key game for where uh, Furia end up in that division, so a, a really good victory there. We had Smoke Adders 505th against the 79th Raptor Talon Cluster, and 79th Raptor with a stomp, 5-0. Very powerful display here, so uh, they would be very happy with their showing. Uh, they move to 1-1 one one now. Uh, in that division, and uh, Smoke Adders 505th had started off with a victory, so uh, a good win there for 79th Raptor. We then had a, an amazing game uh, in NA Div A between Black Omen and EMP, uh, and this was a very, very close game, and EMP, as they tend to do, they found a way to win. They started off and they looked like they were not going to be stopped, but Black Omen uh, really, really did play well, uh, and we talked last week about the fact that it will probably come down to who was the better team. Uh, look, this there was a hair's breadth in this one, so uh, a very, very good game, and very much looking forward to seeing these two lock horns again. I hope that does happen. I haven't checked the schedule, but uh, yeah, very, very good game, and uh, well done to EMP uh, for getting the victory there. Uh, they move, of course, to 2-0, and and Black Omen 2-1-1 and in that division. From powerhouses to powerhouses, uh, Eon with a comfortable victory over Phoenix Legion, uh, 5-0. What can you say? Uh, unstoppable, that's what I'll say. That's the way that Eon are looking at the moment. They move to 2-0 in that division. I don't think that we're going to see that zero move at all. I think that they will do a clean sweep in that division, and that's nothing against the other teams. It's really just saying how dominant Eon are at the moment. Another excellent game in NA Div B. Uh, White Knight Legion got up over Smoke Adders uh, by 3-2. Now, Smoke Adders did win the last two drops. They really did surprise White Knight Legion with how well they performed in those last two drops. They won them easily. Very, very dominant display. So they'll be asking themselves how they can capture that kind of form uh, throughout all of the matches. Uh, and if they had performed that way earlier, then uh, White Knight Legion might have been in trouble. But this was an excellent game, and, and White Knight Legion got out to a quick start. Uh, they won the first three drops, but um, credit to Smoke Adders, who performed excellently to come back and uh, take those last two drops against a very, very good White Knight Legion, who uh, go to 2-0 now in that division. Uh, Smoke Adders uh, yet to get off uh, the mark 0-2, but uh, a, a lot of hope in that display. An excellent uh, win by I Hate My Team uh, in EU Div B over RJF Irie. Now this is an excellent win against a team that's seeded higher than them, so I Hate My Team should be very pleased with themselves. They moved to 2-0 in that division after a 4-1 win. Now that scoreline I guess is a little bit misleading. It was a lot closer than that and uh, a very, very good match. So well done uh, to those teams. The more games we can get like that, the better I think. But uh, it will be highly competitive, obviously, Majestic 12 looking like the force in that division, but uh, these other teams, they're really going to be fighting it out for second place, I think. Now we had uh, Dropship 4, who played their first match. This was actually a round one match delayed uh, until uh, a round two play, uh, and Dropship 4 got the win 4-1 over uh, Blackthorn Dragoons. And Dropship 4 really came out firing. They uh, won in very, very impressive fashion here. It is a good team to watch if you like watching MWO streamers because uh, they do have 
uh, I think about half their team uh, as streamers. So really, really cool to see. Uh, gives those streamers who most often probably play solo queue and, and the occasional bit of group queue, but uh, really good to see them uh, dipping their hat and, and having a go at uh, competitive play. So Dropship 4 looking like a bit of a powerhouse. They uh, were technically not as highly seeded as Blackthorn Dragoons, but uh, they, they got a pretty convincing win there. So well done to Dropship 4. Aces Wild Black Aces then played uh, Cameron Highlander's Son of Thunder and they had a pretty easy victory there, 5-0. Uh, they go to 2-0 in that division and uh, as we've spoken about already, they are looking like the favourites to take that. A strong win by Black Aces and, and looking at the numbers, they had a really good spread across their pilots uh, as well for damage and match score. So signs, I guess, of a, of a team that's functioning pretty well. Um, and able to to have everyone contribute. So so well done to Black Aces there. Another two very, very strong teams uh, in EU Div A. So this was first Jaguards uh, against RJF, and Jaguar Guards again scored a very, very good win here. They ended up taking this match 5-0, uh, but it was far, far closer, I think, than that scoreline would, would tell us. Now, they really were pushed by RJF. RJF played very, very well. Uh, data for... First Jaguards really did lead from, lead from the front there, uh, but it was the lights, the light play by um, First Jaguards, I think, that uh, allowed them to win the way that they won. So some impressive work there by their light unit. They were really, really outstanding uh, and, and showed, I guess, just how valuable uh, timing by your light unit to engage is. Uh, Clan Crossfire then played MS Crab People in an NA Div B game. Now, we unfortunately went down 3-2 to uh, MS Crab People. Now, that is the feature game that I'll talk about uh, a little bit further on, so uh, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail then. Blackthorn Dragoons then had their second game of the weekend, and uh, they obviously learned from their first. They got a good win over Diamond Shark Command Cluster, uh, so that was 3-2. Uh, a strong performance by Diamond Shark, uh, Pharaoh in particular. Uh, was very, very good, but uh, this did go down to a fifth drop, and uh, it was yeah pretty good from uh, BTD to be able to take that one. So yeah, they moved to one and one in that division, and we'll be happy uh, that they did get a win over the weekend. Uh, we then had Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster uh, playing 228th Death From Below, and uh, another good performance from Death From Below uh, to get the win there. They won this one 5-0. Uh, some good performances from Fedrat Sailor and Adestriax from Diamond Shark, but uh, pretty comprehensive in the end. And it uh, even early on, it starts to set up this matchup between Death From Below and uh, Aces Wild, Black Aces. So that looks like the match to, to be tuned into for that division. All right, so that was round two. And uh, let's have a little talk about some of the key takeaways from round two. So. Uh, round two did bring us Slara City as a comp map uh, for potentially the first time. I don't know if that's been featured uh, in, in other ones, but uh, I think it was clear across the round that teams were potentially a little unsure of how to play it, uh, particularly with the tonnage uh, that you had available on this map. And uh, teams really couldn't avoid bringing assaults. And in fact, for this map, uh, one in every four mechs that were played over the round were Annihilators. So Annihilators, as big and tanky as they were, seemed to be the go-to for strategy uh, in this map. I hope we get to see Solaris more in comp, and I think we'll get to see better and, and more decisive strategies in this one. 
you know, you take Canyon, which uh, is, is almost second nature strat-wise for a lot of teams. Solaris did turn into a bit of a slugfest, I guess, as people try to, to work out what the best approach was. And that was kind of cool. Nice to have some different challenges and some different things thrown up uh, by comp. Now, overall, in the games we played, we saw 233 different variants, and it was the Mad Cat B uh, that was the most popular and pretty much the most effective mech as well, uh, with uh, some pretty high average damage scores and a lot of kills. Uh, we did see a greater spread of mechs, though, this time around. So compared to round one, where you had a relatively small number of mechs account for most of uh, the mechs that were taken out, uh, this time, we had a far wider spread, so more than 50 variants this time made up at least 75% of everything that was taken. So yeah, it's good to see that that variance, and some of that will be because of Solara City and the uh, working out of strategy. Uh, but yeah, really, really nice to see um, some spread there and some, some different uh, mechs being used uh, more often. Uh, so Solaris and Polar replaced Canyon and Mining uh, from round one. And it did mean that we saw a bit more brawl uh, this, this time round, largely because Polar was domination and uh, Solaris, you know, not as much opportunity for those range and control strats uh, with all the tall buildings. Uh, but the map ban phase was once again dominated by Alpine Peaks and Rubelite. Uh, and in fact, those two maps have accounted for more than 70% of the picks uh, in that map ban phase. So... I guess that kind of supports the fact that this range and control strategy is the go-to one in comp, and what we're seeing between teams is probably just a difference in the methodology and the execution. Uh, and you know, when we look at the Div A games, we can certainly see the effectiveness in their execution, and and the mix that they pick will be as as highly meta as they can be to achieve that, which is as we go down the divisions, we see the similar strategies, but we just see the methodology and the execution vary a little bit. It's worth keeping an eye on because uh, if we do continue to see these types of maps selected in that map band phase where they're available, uh, it does pose the question as to whether strats drive the meta or the mechs drive the meta. Round two looked relatively similar to round one uh, with average match scores of 223 in round one dropping to 214 in round two. Uh, and we had a, a relatively similar drop uh, in damage from down from, from round one to round two. So some of that might have been the maps, uh, but it's close enough to be virtually the same. Uh, even the kill ratio was exactly the same. So the amount of mechs on average that we see killed during a match uh, was virtually identical from uh, round to round. Again, it's something else that's worth keeping an eye on because if we continue to see those averages remain the same despite different maps and potentially different strategies, it maybe starts to tell us that uh, player skill and teamwork are far bigger drivers of performance than the map or the mode. So a small sample size for now, but uh, that's something that we'll, we'll keep an eye on and see if we can see any changes as we go through the rounds, uh, whether those average scores are telling us uh, anything else. More fantastic pilot ship in round two, so uh, here's some of the top performers to highlight. Totok the Potato Hunter was pretty devastating for Blackwatch, uh, averaging 447 damage and 340 match score across his five games in round two. I mentioned uh, the good win that 79th Raptor Talon Cluster had, and uh, that was in part due to a, a fantastic performance by T-Bird, 
and a T-Bird averaged almost 500 damage and 340 match score across the rounds he played and nabbed five kills to go alongside that. Bowser uh, was his normal effective self uh, and he averaged almost 600 damage and 350 match score uh, and took just a casual nine kills uh, in the games that he played against Black Omen. So again, pretty impressive. We all know how good Bowser is at the game, uh, even at that high level. Mr. Anderson also took a break from the Matrix to join 79th Raptor again in a pretty devastating performance. Uh, averaged almost 600 damage and almost 400 match score uh, across the four drops that Mr. Anderson played. Uh, but my pilot of the round this round is Shakes. Now apologies if I haven't pronounced that correctly. Uh, but Shakes is part of the I Hate My Team team, uh, EU Div B. And uh, Shakes played a pretty crucial role in getting the team across the line for that excellent win. Uh, Shakes averaged almost 650 damage per round and 400 match score and was thirsting uh, with 10 kills. Now, uh, Shakes looks to have made particularly good use of a Jaeger mech DD uh, and across two games in that mech got almost 1500 damage. So that is insane. So an amazing round for Shakes and uh, again, we'll keep an eye on these top performing pilots each round. Uh, now the War Crime Award this week goes to my unit mate, Knives. Uh, now Knives, you managed to do 217 team damage in just one game. Now that is impressive. Right, so after the matches, let's go to the standings and we're going to start with EU Div A. Uh, as you can imagine, this is a fight out at the moment between Eon and First Jaguar Guards, uh, who are both topping that four-team division. Uh, Russian Jade Falcon and Phoenix Legion are bringing up third and fourth there. Uh, I do think Eon will be the runaway winners in this division uh, and Jag Guards look to be a pretty comfortable second. Uh, obviously the game that those two play will be crucial in deciding that division. To EU Div B and uh, Majestic 12 of course topping this division. Uh, I hate my team currently in second. Both of those with two wins from two. So their matchup will obviously be crucial in how that division shapes up. Uh, RJF Irie in third. Furia in fourth. Clan Widowmaker in friends. And 31st Hussar Regiment. Uh, bringing up 5th and 6th. Both of those teams haven't yet got a win. To North America Division A now, and this is the three-team division, uh, with EMP and Black Omen playing a pretty crucial match over the weekend, and uh, EMP coming out on top. So they are currently in 1st in that division, Black Omen in 2nd, and 228th Blackwatch in 3rd. Uh, again, this division is probably the closest and uh, some very, very good matches coming up. Uh, Blackwatch and EMP go at it in a couple of weeks and that should be an excellent, excellent match. To NA Div B now, this is a seven-team competition uh, and at the moment White Knight Legend are striding ahead, two wins from two, closely followed by MS Crab People, also two wins from two. Uh, Death from Above got their first victory and they will snap at the heels of those two front runners uh, with Potato Killers in fourth at the moment and not too far behind. Uh, Smoke Adders, Clan Crossfire and The Answer bring in the last three of those teams. Uh, all of those teams unfortunately without a victory yet. NA Div C now and we have got uh, Dropship 4 leading the way there in that division. Uh, Diamond Shark Command Cluster in second. Blackthorn Dragoons in third. Uh, Aces Wild in 4th, 
Uh, Cameron's Highlanders, Claymore in fifth, and Bears Brawlers in sixth. They have just played the one game, however. And lastly, we head over to NA Division D, uh, and here we have uh, Death From Below, uh, the early front runners, as we mentioned, with Aces Wild Black Aces. Uh, 79th Raptor Talon with that impressive win are in third. Smoke Adders 505th in fourth. Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster in fifth. And Cameron Highlanders Sons of Thunder are bringing up the rear there in sixth. Right, so before we go to the schedule for the next round, uh, we're going to go to the featured game. And this week I've chosen an NA Div B match between MS Crab People and Clan Crossfire. Uh, and of course that is a game that I participated in, so have a bit of a first-hand perspective. Now, on paper it did look like it was going to be a close match, uh, with Merkstar a higher-ranked and really organised unit, and a third seed in that division uh, against a plucky Australasian team, uh, who, you know, we'd been humbled the week before by Black Omen, a very, very good team, uh, and we were certainly looking for a good performance and some payback. It was an excellent match, if I do say so myself, and it did come down to the last drop uh, with Merkstar taking those honours, which, uh, look, if I'm honest, they did deserve, they were probably the better team on the day, uh, so well done. A strong performances by Xavier for Merkstar, he averaged 380 damage across the four drops he played, uh, including six kills, five kills in one match, incidentally. Uh, and for my unit, TK87 uh, was very, very good, he averaged a 444 damage and three kills across the five drops that he played. So uh, TK is a very good player uh, and showed it in that game. Also a quick shout out to Kurlon uh, for his casting of that game. Uh, he was solo casting and has been doing a pretty masterful job uh, of keeping everything running uh, as well as a live cast. Right, drop one was Solaris City and this was one that Merkstar won on caps. So this was the most dominant showing of the match uh, and Merkstar got off to a really, really good start in this heavy, heavy drop. Uh, MS looked to secure some early caps and uh, they raced to Epsi and Kappa. Uh, they were able to get Epsi and uh, Crossfire were able to scare the light off uh, Kappa and get that. And it did, did mean that there was kind of two caps per team for a little while, whilst each of the teams had their, their fatties, had their tonnage, six heavy or assault mechs. Wander around the map a little bit. Uh, Clan Crossfire sent a bunch to Epsilon and kind of set up there. Merkstar hung around outside the circle, close to Theta for a little while, uh, got some intel, did some scouting, and uh, then basically moved in to engage uh, clan crossfire where they were at Epsi. Now this turned into a bit of a poke battle around a corner of a building and Merkstar just did an excellent job of picking their trades uh, and dropping strikes so they really softened up clan crossfire with some excellent strikage uh, and by the time they went to push they were able to isol isolate one of the um, clan crossfire assaults take that one down and that really did signal the, the charge for them and they pushed into Clan Crossfire's tonnage which was already pretty softened up from this, this really good use of strikes uh, and, and they just pretty much ploughed through uh, and it uh, snowballed pretty quickly. Obviously with the, the main tonnage down it turned into a light chase uh, and it did mean that MS ended up winning on caps as they chased uh, two of Clan Crossfire's lights, uh, took one down but did lose uh, a couple of mechs in the effort. 
Kamichiwa was really the standout in this match, although uh, he was the pick of a bunch of very, very good assaults uh, for Merkstar. So uh, Kamichiwa did manage to bag more than a thousand damage with some very, very well-placed shots uh, and some very well-placed strikes in his rough neck. So this was an excellent start, a very good performance, and did get MS rolling pretty well. Uh, we did roll then into Polar for drop two. So both teams brought Fast Brawl into the first Polar drop uh, with Merkstar bringing a couple of their Totem Crabs along. A Clan Crossfire had a similar deck with uh, Linebackers uh, and Arctic Wolves, but they brought uh, SRM Brawling builds rather than the laser builds that um, Merkstar had favoured. Clan Crossfire stayed low uh, and, and once they reached the circle, kind of pushed to the left uh, really just looking for an opportunity to push and, and use the, the fast brawl to an advantage. Some good intel and a really good call uh, by Captain Cat, the CXF uh, drop caller, uh, meant that CXF were able to rush in on Merkstar. And uh, what this drop really came down to was uh, the difference really in the brawling builds that Clan Crossfire had, had brought along. So the SRM linebackers and the the SRM Arctic Wolves uh, were just a little bit more effective uh, and were able to, to get their damage out a bit better than the laser builds. So good victory for CXF and they took this one down 8-3 in the end. They had a pretty good damage spread uh, and you know they really did show the way that Fast Brawl can be used by uh, picking a target or picking a point, pushing in really quickly uh, and boom, 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 just, just taking down mechs. So we ran that back and uh, this time Merkstar opted for a little bit of a different approach uh, and opted for more of a trading deck. Uh, they brought along a Jagermech and a couple of PPC Hunchies uh, and got some lights into the circle uh, but set up really a, a bit of a concave on their side out of the circle uh, using hoping to use uh, their range. Clan Crossfire brought Fast Brawl once again uh, bringing in Stormcrow's Assassins and an IV-4. Uh, and the tactics were relatively similar. They were looking for that weak point uh, to try and rush in. Now this time round, Clan Crossfire thought they had found it. Uh, they pushed forward on the right hand side once they reached the circle, seeing those long range mechs and really trying to uh, neuter them before they had a chance to, to get their damage um, down range. And the assassin group, three of the assassins uh, alongside a commando, rushed up the right side and were able to do a really good job in their back lines uh, and CXF did drop a few of those long range mechs uh, taking down the Hunchies, taking down the Jaeger mech with the AC2s but it did result in the team getting strung out a little bit and a couple of mini fights breaking off. Merkstar did an excellent job of being able to just rotate away long enough and delay the push by the Assassins so they were able to turn what looked like a pretty strong push uh, into a disadvantage uh, as they wore down the, the armor percentages and then finished off mechs very, very quickly. So a special shout out to Xavier and his Wolfhound who got five kills in this match and over 500 damage. And uh, Merkstar really showed the benefit of good focus fire and just accepting a push, maintaining their concave whilst they rotated and just getting the damage in, getting the damage in, getting the damage in. And whilst the long range mechs did drop because they just didn't have the DPS, uh, the other mechs that did have high DPS with the energy builds really did come to the fore. So that was an excellent win for Merkstar and they uh, took that one pretty convincingly in the end. 
The map ban phase uh, brought us to Alpine Peaks, uh, and Clan Crossfire did come back and win this one 8-3. Now both teams did bring similar decks on the map, uh, with long range battle masters generally the most common mech. Crossfire looked for quick caps, uh, got on Kappa early, uh, got Theta via a Commando and Gamma as well. Uh, and then they moved their tonnage up and around that I-9 mountain, uh, looking to set up their end trade. Merkstar had come down the hill uh, and had basically set up in that opposite trading position where those hills are around Epsilon. Now, there was a bit of trading back and forth here, and this was one of these games that really could have come down to caps and could have been uh, pretty drawn out. But the key moment came when um, Fuzzy NZ in his commando for Clan Crossfire made a play on Sigma to try and get the cap advantage. Now what this did is he struggled to get the cap, but it did draw away uh, up to three of Merkstar's mechs. And Fuzzy showed some really, really good light play by um, keeping the attention of these mechs, um, being elusive, you know, taking advantage of the tankiness of the commando. And whilst he did go down eventually, he really did occupy their attention long enough for Clan Crossfire to win the trades. Uh, and really it started to snowball from there. And, and Crossfire were able to push out from their position, push Merkstar back, uh, and in the end, uh, able to win that one 8 3 uh, before it went to caps. So that sent us to drop five, the last and deciding drop, obviously, once again on Alpine Peaks. And uh, each team, of course, was hoping to snare the victory. Uh, Crossfire took another long range deck, though they'd replaced their lasers, their long range lasers, with. Uh, some DACA, and they even brought along an LRM Hunchy. Uh, MS opted to push up the valley from their position, and they had a long-range deck as well. So they pushed up whilst Clan Crossfire came right down. This became a trade game pretty quickly, uh, with uh, each team with two caps, and uh, Gamma across the other side of the map um, having been left uncapped. Uh, both teams realised, I think, that that cap might be crucial, and that might be heading for another protracted um, you know, trade engagement, trade game, uh, and Clan Crossfire sent a light out and were able to get the cap, uh, but Merkstar did the same thing and they were able to get the cap back. Uh, and Merkstar sat with a cap advantage for a little bit of time uh, and eventually Clan Crossfire were forced to react and that meant that they pushed forward uh, to try and take Theta uh, and unfortunately ended up finding themselves uh, in a crossfire, ironically. Uh, Merkstar were able to rotate round, so they were actually firing on them from two sides, uh, from Sigma and from Kappa. And this one did snowball pretty quickly. Uh, Clan Crossfire lost their flea, um, meaning that they were virtually hamstrung around capping uh, and even more committed to the push, uh, but they really did get stuck in around Theta uh, in an effort to capture it, and it was really a classic case of uh, cap pressure forcing one team to act, uh, and that team then ending up in a bad position uh, because they'd been forced into action. So they lost the trade game, uh, got fired on from two sides. So uh, it was an unfortunate end to an excellent match that uh, Merkstar won with that last drop. Uh, it was a back and forth battle. I was uh, very happy to take a part of it, and uh, well done to Merkstar for a very, very good victory there. 
So let's get to the scheduled matches for round three. And uh, just to note that in round three, uh, the first map is Tourmaline. Uh, the second and third maps are Caustic Valley. Uh, and in the map ban, we still have Alpine Peaks, River City, Rubellite, Terra and Viridian. Now, uh, Tourmaline is a great map and is pretty renowned actually for the control and overview positions that you can get up high uh, on those spires. Uh, this round, I think we would expect to see quite a few PPC summoners with jump jets, uh, obviously up on those spires. Uh, and long range Dakar uh, does seem to be pretty popular. So that is a heavy drop on Tourmaline. Uh, Annihilators and, and uh, mechs like that, Madcats are probably going to be pretty popular and we may see the occasional Dragon 5N with some Dakar as well. Uh, it is a map where cap strats are a legit strategy, so I also think uh, some games will be won and lost on the light play on Tourmaline uh, this week. So it'll be really interesting to see whether that plays out. Caustic will be a little bit different. It is domination. I don't think there will be as much range and control. I think it will be largely brawl. You know, we should expect you know machine gun lights to dominate on these drops uh, given the heat up there in the caldera which is where a lot of the fight will be there might be some uh, protracted uh, engagements and some jockeying for position uh, with the cover that you get there around the caldera but i think this will often come down to a brawl uh, and i think yeah we will see some cool daca there now uh, as mentioned in the map bands we have seen alpine and rubellite dominate uh, and that probably is in line with the fact that uh, this range and control strategy is the most common and the one that is that most teams are comfortable with. So I shouldn't expect that to change. I don't think there will be too many curveballs. Uh, I think teams will uh, continue to pick those maps that they have played on and have practiced for uh, until such time as those change. All right, let's go through to the matchups for round three and see what we have got scheduled. Uh, so Clan Widowmaker and friends uh, play RJF Irie in an EU Div B game. Uh, that is the 14th ranked versus the 21st ranked RJF Irie uh, 1 and 1. Clan Widowmaker and friends yet to get off the board. And we would think that Irie would take that one pretty easily. Uh, another EU Div B battle between I Hate My Team and the 31st Hussar. Now these teams are seated a little bit closer together. Uh, but I hate my team are uh, looking to be playing pretty well. So uh, we would think that they're going to take that one maybe 4-1 or, or something like that. Uh, we have an NA Div B battle between Potato Killers and The Answer. Uh, Potato Killers are 1-1 one and one and The Answer are yet to get off the mark. Uh, again, we would favour, I think, Potato Killers in that one. They look like a strong team uh, and uh, they will probably go close to a clean sweep in that one. We have an NA Div D battle between uh, Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster and the 79th Raptor Talon Cluster. So got a bit of a cluster battle here. Uh, and that one should be pretty close. Uh, Raptor Talon are coming off an excellent win uh, and, and a pretty good performance. So uh, that one should go their way, I think. I think the Raptors will come out on top of the Sharks there, but uh, you, you never know. Cameron's Highlanders Claymore uh, play Bears Brawlers. Uh, and again, uh, Claymore have looked pretty good thus far in this uh, NA Div C battle so uh, I think I would favour them over Bears Brawlers uh, this one's probably likely to be uh, a 4-1 scoreline or something like that we then have a crossover match between North America Div A and North America Div B the might of EMP 
uh, up against MS Crab People. So uh, MS Crab People have been playing very well. Uh, they are 2-0 so far in Div B, but uh, this is a whole nother ball game, and we have certainly seen the Div A teams dominate the Div B teams. So I, I, I like Crab People. They're a very good team, but I think EMP will go 5-zip in that one. And in a Div B game between 2 to 8th death from above uh, the 9th seed overall and smoke adders 13th seed overall death from above uh, 1 and 1 thus far and uh, smoke adders yet to win a game but have come very close and uh, particularly with the performance in those last two drops against white knight legion uh, last round so uh, they might push death from above this will be uh, an interesting battle uh, to see how this one goes down Smoke Eaters 505th uh, play Cameron's Highlanders Sons of Thunder and the Sons of Thunder have been struggling a little bit. Uh, I think that uh, 505th will take this one in that NA Div D battle but Sons of Thunder are ranked higher actually. They're 29th overall on roster strength so um, they might be able to pull one out there. Uh, my unit clan Crossfire go up against the frontrunners in NA Div B White Knight Legion. Uh, we are yet to get off the mark and White Knight Legion have been 2 from 2 thus far so they are performing very very well but uh, uh, again we will give our best and uh, hopefully we will be able to take that one though I think it might be close. Uh, Aces Wild play Bears Brawlers who uh, are playing a couple of games over uh, this weekend period just to catch up that's an NA Div C battle uh, and that one will be close both teams are yet to get off the mark uh, so this one might come down to uh, who's got the better strats. We go to EU Div A and uh, Phoenix Legion playing RJF. Now this one should be a very, very good uh, match. Uh, we're talking about the 5th ranked team versus the 4th ranked team on roster strength. Uh, both teams have come up against uh, the powerhouses in that division thus far. So this will be a very, very telling match and uh, very much looking forward to tuning into that one. We go to North American Div D and uh, 2 to 8th Death From Below uh, play Aces Wild, Black Aces and Man. Am I looking forward to this match? I think this will be the uh, seminal match in that division. Whoever comes out on top here, I think, will be hot favourite to take that one away. So good luck to both teams there and very much looking forward to tuning into that one. Another EU Div B battle between Majestic and Furia. Uh, and as I have mentioned, Majestic are simply looking too strong for that division. So uh, I think that they will cruise to a win there. Uh, and we do have the Blackthorn Dragoons playing uh, Cameron Highlanders, Claymore, and uh, whilst BTD have got themselves a win, uh, Claymore did look pretty good in the one game that they've played thus far, so uh, I think they will win that one, although expect it to be close, maybe 3-2 uh, to either team. Right, so that is us for another week. Uh, as always, be sure to tune into as much action as you can and support this player-run competition. Check out the MWO Comp Discord and do be sure to subscribe to the MWO Comp YouTube channel. Get them up and over 100 subscribers so they can get that custom URL. Of course, you can go there for all the game replays. Really, really good resource. Uh, for the live action, of course, make sure you follow the Twitch channels, MWO League and MWO League 2. Uh, and if you want more information about the tournament itself, you can go to the tournament website. Uh, which details the schedule and all of this other stuff that I have been talking about. Would also, again, like to give a big thank you to the Shoutcasters for their time and effort so far. Uh, it isn't an easy thing to manage a game, and some of them are doing it solo, so please give them your support as well. And as always, a big thank you to the comp admins 
uh, for their continued behind the scenes work. It has been fantastic thus far and long may it continue. And of course, be sure to subscribe if you aren't already to the Incoming Missile podcast YouTube channel. Of course, you can catch us on your podcast platform as well. We will continue to provide these updates for as long as the tournament is going. So stay tuned so that you can stay up to date on all the actions. All right, guys, enough from me. I'll catch you next week. Shutdown sequence initiated.